Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Joe Thunder back once again with another episode of the Smoking Joe Thunder podcast. Podcast. You already know the latest and greatest in hip hop and cannabis news. Real quick shout out to Be Good Dispenser, who's our official sponsor. Ooh, over there on 11 West Hamden. Or if you're up north, they're across the highway on 120th, across the highway from Boondocks. We got another banger for you, you know what I'm saying? Got a very special guest in the, in the building. He's been here once, twice. It's probably the third time, you know what I'm saying? I think so. We got Rootzilla in the building. What's going on, brother? What's up, what's up, man? How much, man? How you been? Super good. Good to see you. High as fuck, right? Yeah, man. I think man. we smoked three or four or five before. Five or six big-ass joints, man. You know what I'm saying? Man. My eyes are closed. Man, I have to open them, man. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> we got a podcast. You know, I'm just joking, man. So how you been, brother? Super good, man. Um, obviously, lots of life changes and shit. Um, a lot of shit been going on, right? A lot of good, bro. Um, I think the last time I was here, I uh, I just finished up a dispensary up north. I was still drawing in dispos. Um, now I'm, like, curating and the creative director of dispos and shit. So, um, it's about a year, year and a half later, right? Yeah, I want to say. Well, coming up on two at least. So kind of tell what, what, what the change is and what you're doing now. Sure. Um, bro, so obviously, just first and foremost, just shout out the city of Denver, always. Um, there's one that like kicked off my career. Um, I could have done it in any city. Um, but I just feel like the community out here is the one that like really gave me a shot and just like kind of you know, uplifted me and letting me, like, gave me space to do me. Um, so, with that said, weed, um, weed was, like, an easy in for me. Weed, graph, weed, you know, all that shit goes together. Right. So, um, obviously, my first wall being um, disposed and, like, a lot of my first jobs being uh, cannabis-related, um, I started to take more and more of those jobs, and it, like... Gave me like a bigger network in weed with different companies and shit. Right. Because so, you have the dial. You were with the dialed in gummies, oh, right? Bro, I'm still with dialed still in with forever, them. bro. Gang, gang. Uh, <laughs> gummy gang and shit. Um, Jason Mangold, the owner, who's just a brilliant man. Um, just a humble ass dude. Um, I still fuck with Eureka Heavy. Um, those people, actually, they took me out to the Super Bowl to have me do an activation. Uh, like, what were you doing out there? Like, um, what, do you, what's, what do you mean by an activation? Like opening the store? Or um, all right, line? so um, actually they had me do an art activation in the sense of like, instead of like painting graffiti um, or like on a big wood board, how we usually do when we do art activations. Mm-hmm. Um, all last year I've been working with, uh, you know, some tech companies and shit to build my own video game. Okay. So Eureka, let me take that video game out there and uh, let some, you know, weed smokers play it and shit. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, so I'll explain the video game in a little bit, though. And this was during the Super Bowl, right? Oh, yeah, this was Super Bowl weekend, so did it was you fire. Watch, did you go to the game? No, nah, bro. The <laughs> Super Bowl, first of all, if anybody's listening, doesn't matter what city, doesn't matter what team, go to a Super Bowl city during Super Bowl weekend. Oh, it's crazy. Bro, it is a fucking is carnival. Lit. I've never been to a football festival. That shit is fire. Right. Um, what was the Eagles and the Chiefs playing? I don't give a shit about either of those teams. Uh, only team I care about is the Bills. Go back. Right. Um, but like, <clears throat> it's craziness. There's shit. It's lit, bro. So There's Phoenix, shit going on. they they held down Phoenix, and then 20 minutes from Phoenix is Glendale, where the stadium is, and then like in a 20 minute triangle from that is uh, Scottsdale, and Scottsdale's like party ass town for the kiddos. I'm sorry, I'm not from Arizona, so I'm not very familiar. But from what it looked like, it was just lit ass clubs. So the NFL came through. 
turn all those clubs into like official NFL activations. Private, private shit. Yeah. Fire stuff, bro. Yeah, and they kind of did that here for the All Star game, the basketball All Star game. They like kind of rented out all the shit. And like Jordan had like a big ass party, bro. And they like built him a club. That's crazy. Like right in the middle of Lodo, like built him a club. And I remember like my homie was driving him. And he like picked up That's like five or six, like Jordan, Barkley, like fucking Terrell <laughs> Owens, like everyone, bro. But they rented out like the homies, like, yeah, a lot of his shit next to it was next to that shit. They, they just rented that shit out for like the whole week. That's what's up. But yeah, dude, um, just to answer your question, uh, still fuck with, uh, you know, a lot of these weed companies that I came in the game with. And that's just like been the secret sauce is keeping good long term relationships with clients and stuff. Um, but then like those like client relationships turn into other things. So, you, yeah, bigger yeah, and better, right? Figuring out where your network plugs into each other, uh, you know, not always thinking of you taking a shot, but you got to set up the play. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. That's just the fun shit to me. It's That's like, the alley-oop, bro. Yeah, doing the, doing the quarterback shit, coach shit. Right. Like you said, you haven't really been painting lately, right? Um, Shit, the last time I painted a wall, nah, a couple months ago, Um, I was out in Austin. Then I went to Oklahoma. Um, Again, more, just more dispensaries. I found my niche to where, like, you know, I get paid to, you know, go do a wall in a city or whatever. And then it allows me time and space to go, like, Go get more walls and go just get up wherever I'm at in those cities. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, let's go back to the to the Super Bowl. What were you actually up? doing down there? So all right, um, so down at the Super Bowl, um, there's like a weed, like there's a weed park, right? The right? consumption park is what they called it. And um, like for like and like every day or just for the Super it Bowl? It was for the three days: Friday, Saturday, gotcha. Sunday. So like in uh, during your Super Bowl activation. Um, you know, the NFL takes down those three cities I was telling you about. But, um, like, in Phoenix, let's say, like, their city park downtown, they had, like, these big-ass fucking screens, and like, it was a full-on festival. Right. But um, not too far from that, there is a designated area, like a closed-off park, because um, obviously the NFL don't want kids and weed. Um, and, you know. Is the just, NFL tripping on weed at all, or no? No. Um, honestly, I don't think so, bro. I don't think they. I don't think any sports teams. Uh, I don't think they. Uh, like between the NFL and NBA, don't Google it, but they don't test for weed anymore, just because. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they do anymore. No, nah, man. Mad athletes advocate like retired ones and dudes who are still in. What's crazy about that though is because I've been with both football and basketball and players smoke that smoke weed. that smoke weed, and like you said, back in the day, it was like. It was some shit. Like, the basketball players, they would all just straight up meet up in one of the rooms. You know what I mean? And Bro, they would duct tape it and get all their fucking The Super Bowl team games. used to smoke hella Delta 9. Like, uh, what's it? Von Miller, uh, Darius Thomas, and, uh, Demarius Thomas and all them. They used to have uh, weed delivered from a, a very mutual friend of ours. <laughs> Type shit. Man. Um, but, yeah, no, during that activation, though, um, uh, I had a... Uh, a virtual reality video game set up. So mm-hmm. what I do is let people come through. Um, and this last year, um, I had the chance to work with uh, Ripple XRP. Um, when the crypto craze came through and NFTs and stuff like that, um, I spent a lot of time painting board apes. That's kind of like what um, <clears throat> put a lot of bread in my pocket at one point. Right. <laughs> How is the NFT um, shit now? Is um, it still there like a little bit? I'm not going to talk not? shit, but I talk shit in my kitchen. 
Um, no, nah, if you know what you're doing, if you're a player in the game, if you, you can still make some moves, if make you got money. bread to waste, if you can go to to Vegas and waste 10k and it not hurt you Monday right. morning, then yeah, go ahead and fuck around with NFTs and, uh, and cryptocurrency and stuff. But if you're just a, a dude who got into crypto because you had a few stipend checks from Joe Biden, you should probably chill. Because uh, <laughs> sure. like a lot of those kids who are still in it, they made like a quick bag once in their lives, and like some people, it was the first time they ever saw 10k at the. At the you know, for doing nothing, right? right. Fucking a phantom 10K just lands in your pocket, 15, 20K. And that shit was crazy. I was, I remember, like, I'm busting my ass to paint these walls and paint these walls. And then um, it was uh, when I painted my first Bored Apes, I got gifted an NFT um, instead of taking, like, payment or whatever. Right. So they hooked me, and um, I was there with the homies, and I was like, yo, y'all got to give them some too. Because if the CEO of Walt Disney got one of these, it's got to be worth money. Sure enough, it was worth money. So I like offed mine for like almost it's like twenty five bands. Um, you sold it. Oh yeah, Girl. with the quickness. Come on, bro. Like I would hope so. I ain't never had money like that before. So it was just like I had a homie who held on to his for my. I think he still got it. It's not worth as much as it would have no. been if he would have sold it back then. But like you know, I, I I wear pairs of rare kicks for that reason. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna hold on to these. So. If it's got sentimental value, cool. But me, when I got into NFTs and learned what I learned, First I was like, of all, NFT right off the bat is no sentimental value. You need to get that straight shit straight up, bro. Yeah. You need to get your bag, get in and get out. And like that's that's the game I played. Um, and then, if, do you know anyone that lost a lot of money on NFTs? I know some people who lost bags on just crypto in general. But like for me, if you're smart, it's just like when you go to our show, right? And you ask somebody, you go, oh, how'd you do tonight? You're like, oh, I sold like I sold a couple pieces. I didn't sell anything. And it's more than that. It's just like, yo, who did you meet tonight? How did you fucking grow your business tonight? So when I got into NFTs, it was like, yo, who am I? How am I expanding my network? How, who am I linking with who? If right. this dude's got, you know, X amount of, you know, these NFTs, or if he's worth this much, and I got a business partner or a client that I've worked with, and he's worth this much, but they. You know, they're kind of working in the same direction. That's called vertical integration. Read a book or listen to Nipsey Hussle. Right. Um, <laughs> and you, you match those two people together, and that alone, like, that's a fucking, you know. It's a, it's a bridge. Like, there you go. And, like, being the bridge for a lot of these folks who um, don't really know how to communicate to each other, right? Being able to just even facilitate some of those conversations or introductions, expanded my network. Um, I got to paint. All over the fucking country. I got to make money yeah, you doing were traveling, it. traveling, man, right? Bro, I was booking. I was, uh, it was like for fucking. Every weekend, shit. Literally, man. I, I was, I was, I didn't stop moving for like 18 months. And then I was, uh, I was straight homeless. Not because, you know, it was like living out of a van or anything, but just, I was home for two weeks. I was gone for three weeks. Yeah, ain't no reason to pay rent when you go on the road. Bro, it was fun. But then, like, it gets taxing on your spirit. Um, all that shit, like, everything in moderation right just like you can't be getting drunk all the time or whatever nah so like being on the road being away from your kids being away from your family um you know what i'm saying like you just this shit takes a toll every you know any fucking traveling entertainer i feel like that's what i do more now than uh anything else it's just like i'm no different than somebody who's got to pull up with their microphone or their keyboard like do a show sing Go to the next city. Do some press, all that good yeah, shit. Yeah, so like I gotta land, I gotta fucking make my sponsors happy. I gotta put on my performance. I gotta like, <laughs> you know, like logistically figure everything out. So I think back early in this game, I used to tell my friends like, 
um, street artists, graffiti writers. Like, there's no reason why we shouldn't be treated differently than any other traveling artist, like musician. Fucking right. treat us like Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> For real. You know what I mean? Because, like, uh, I met Nichos this past year. Um, I've been working on a dispensary, Spark. Um, this dispo hit me up. They're like, yo, we want a Rizzo Ball. And I was like, cool. It's going to cost you this much. But then, like, long term, it's just another wall for me that sits in a dispo. And if, you know, you're right. shit shitty, then, who, you know, is it going to help us? What's different? So they, um, they let me come in, and I asked them to be, uh, like, put me in a creative direction uh, position. I got a lot of access to artists that are way more talented than I am. Right. People who inspired my career. I can bring them here. Um, so they said, yeah. We started to, like, you know, figure out how to get all this art, you know, taken care of and paid for and shit. And one of my first calls was to Nichos. Um, and that shit was cool to be able to, um, like, commission someone who directly was responsible for like the inspiration like i used to sit in my cubicle and watch his fucking videos mm -hmm. and then um i got the commission hyro and bird cap right after that right um another two dudes who i was like holy shit these are guys who like i used to watch like their walls i used to just be standing across the street watching them lay paint so um yeah watching the evolution just going from painting that very first wall to being able to like say I'm doing shit like Super Bowl activations and curating whole dispensaries, mm -hmm. and, you know, putting uh, other artists in position. So, like, yeah, you got those three great names, but then I also put local names right. in that same building right next to those paints and, like, making it make sense. There's a lot of businesses and companies like, yo, throw graffiti at it and it'll sell us. It'll, it'll be yeah, well, cool. That's what they, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, well, you yeah. think about it, everything is advertising, everything is letters. Straight up, bro. You know what I mean? You're just giving it a little more pizzazz. That's all it's doing, you know? But, like, outside of that, um, not retiring as Rubezilla, but not really. That's not the, the focus for me. Um, it was cool for a little while and shit. Um, that's like a, a fully organic being. Mm -hmm. Like, those faces and shit will live. And, you know, I, I can commercialize those and make money off of it. And if I need to pull those out of me or whatever like those you know that's some shit i made up right so well, um i wanted you to explain that how did you come up with the faces um shit bro i uh one i just love cartoons it's very very what were your favorite life. as a kid um top four or five damn top four ninja turtles spongebob uh no particular order by the way right um thundercats um fucking that's three Ninja Turtle, uh, the movie Space Jam in general changed my life. <laughs> okay. And then... Um, so you got to say Looney Tunes then. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so that the whole era, so Tex Avery, um, Mel, Mel Blanc, like those illustrators, Hanna-Barbera, mm -hmm. those illustrators were the people, like the first names I knew as artists. And like even now, like, that's the type of shit that I want to collect in my house and, like, have those other pieces that you'll see. Right, no, for sure. Um, but, like, when it came to the faces, um, you know, there's, like, a lot of like, a deep traumatic story tied into, like, a part of that. But uh, one of the things I like to talk about, and I don't think I talked about enough in my career, um, is just, like, the spiritual practice that was built into these faces. Mm -hmm. um, let me pass that back to you. So... 
Um, I'll, I'll show you. I'll draw while we, uh, while we chat. But um, so you're familiar with the Eye of Ra and the Eye of Horus mm -hmm. from Egypt, right? Okay. Um, those things are to represent your five senses. So that, that image, you know, those five senses are the key to this reality. This, you know, you open your eyes and you're here. Mm -hmm. You close your eyes right now and we count to five. I'm not going to make you do it, but do it later. Um, yeah. But who's that voice counting to five, right? Who's, who's thinking in the shower, talking to shampoo bottles and shit? That voice has been there since you were a kid. Since you were six years old, when you were 16, when you were 26, your whole life. Yeah, I'll go there. Um, so, um, when I really started to get into like esoteric consciousness and trying to like expand my thinking outside of like sneakers and work and shit like that, trying to like really explore my own mind, it's like pre-psychedelics, um, really started to just go back to like Egyptians and like the study of just like the yeah, earliest the traces of men. Pharaohs, all that yeah, shit. yeah, there's always the secrets and it's just a rabbit hole into other shit. So like starting to learn what um, ancient cultures use as their building blocks. Like what, what got society to where it is now, good or bad? You know, what, what were the thinking, you know, the, the thoughts and shit? Where did those come from and all that? So um, if you look at my face right here before I even draw the mouth, um, if you look up like uh, Eye of Ra or just Egyptian Eye or whatever uh -huh. the fuck, um, you'll see that the left side of the face and the right side of the face sort of mirror those. And the reason why I do it um, is to represent their two halves of us. It's masculine half, the feminine half, right? And that's all of society. It's all of humans. Right. And when we're able to marry those in union, not like you know, saying fucking on an island in Hawaii. But when you're able to like <laughs> move with your masculine and move with your feminine, right? It's like why graffiti is such a beautiful sport. Why it's why it why it is what it is, because like you do have this um this very masculine machismo, fuck the world, anarchy, I'm gonna spray paint and make everything dirty. Right. But at the other half, what is it? It's art. It's, it's bubble letters, it's curves, it's fucking, it's, it's color theory, it's, you know, it's locate, it's, it, there's, there's life built into it. Right, it so, substance. Yeah, your mind, you, your left half is very logical, um, very analytical, right, angles. Your right half is the creative side, it's the female side, it's like, your, so when you're working with both halves of those brains, um, and the reason why these two eyes are always the same, the left eye got the nose coming down, the right eye got the eyebrow coming down. So when you look at the shape of the eyes, and I'll get into the shape of the eyes, mm -hmm. your brain is registering, um, is registering balance. So like registering, the reason why I do black and white is your brain is registering that polarity, that duality. The balance. Yeah, that, that, that balance. It's, so for me, it is my version of your yin yang symbol is my version of it's my hieroglyph right and that's why it's always i stay consistent yeah it's a little different because each face tells a different message that's what the, i'm not drawing i'm writing stories like i'm leaving one of you're leaving a story yeah. you're leaving a little tale like yeah for real dude and that's just one of the things i always hope people realize there's just a lot more than me just scribbling a smiley face Right. Um, so is shit. it fair to say everyone's different? It's never like the same? Yeah, every single face is different. Like if you really look, even from the beginning of my career to now, there's a vast evolution. But if you look at one canvas, yeah, from far back, everybody looks the same. Just like if you look at a crowd of people, right? right. 
But like you really take a look, you see There's one little differences. Yeah, dude's got a big nose. Dude's got small ears. You know, this lady got a big ass head. She got short hair. So it's just those things that which make up this whole fabric of reality, right? Mm-hmm. I, all of these things are continuously connected. Forever, you die, my baby's getting born. Vice versa, type shit. So um, this life is a repeat pattern. So um, if you look at the eyeballs. Those, uh, if you look up whoever's listening, um, just research what a vesica Pisces is, and that's uh, the perfect center point of two circles. So, when you have one circle here, you're a baby in the womb, right? You get inseminated by a sperm, bow, hmm. and then you begin to split your cells, right? You get this sh- shape right here. It, um, it's one of the most sacred shapes in all of humanity. So it's just like what they, uh, the chalice. Um, the, the Ark or the Covenant, all of that shit. Um, look up the Vesica Pisces in every culture. Uh, it's the shape of your eyeballs, the shape of the vaginas, the shape of the pineal gland, um, and it represents eternal life. Um, and obviously, when you make six of those circles, you know, six days of creation and on the seventh day God rested, but those six circles, once they're um, completed, that creates the flower of life. And like that whole image has been found um, on multiple continents in ancient cultures uh, since the beginning of time. Right. So that's where my faces come from. It's just, for me, I'm leaving behind a relic. You know, so like when we all leave and the aliens finally take over and shit, <laughs> you know, hopefully they'll find my fucking messages and, you know, the intent left be able behind. To decipher them, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. What kind of inspired you with all that shit? Um... One rap music verse uh, by Mac Miller. He said, Rick Rubin taught me transcendental meditation. And I was like, that's such a fire bar. Also, my name is Rubin, Rick Rubin. I'm familiar with him because of 99 Problems and the, all the work he did on Black Album. Um, so I researched Rick Rubin after the Black Album and saw, this was a long time ago. Right. Um, just like how into like esotericism and his mind and like all that shit he was kind of shit he was on right? for sure so the album faces by mac miller ironically is one of those things that sort of like started to wake up my consciousness um but i used to listen to the beatles heavy like all through high school college mm-hmm. the beatles and bob marley like there was like um it was like a a, a a fucking knowledge a piece of knowledge that they would i would find in that music they're dropping gems on you man Hell yeah so then if you get to the beatles rubber soul album you know start when they I started to look up, all right, Beatles, were they fuck, what were their drug songs about? And that's what got me curious into like psychedelics. Then I started looking up, all right, what successful people use psychedelics? Steve Jobs, Oprah, Mark Zuckerberg, all those motherfuckers, Ayahuasca, all, the, all of them do fucking psychedelics. I'm like, the big one was Aaron Rodgers lately. He went on some oh, like, yeah. night retreat, some black cabin yes, retreat sir. before he fucking says what he's going to do. Like, Shout out that, man. Like, we need to start having more of those conversations because, like, we're barely in a place now where, like, you can have a problem with a dude who's your homie and y'all could talk about it. Like, this past year, that's been my favorite thing is anybody that I've been in, like, a, 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 a squabble with. It's just like, yo, let's, let's just fucking talk about it. Um, you gotta get past that shit. Yeah, so if you have like your football heroes being able to talk about fucking their drug use, <laughs> like how it's helping their mental health and shit, that's going to like severely um, soften the hardness. There's no, obviously, as a father, dude, like I'm not trying to raise anybody soft. 
right. um, outside of the sense of like you need to make space for um, you know to change your mind to like change someone else's mind and shit like that. Um, so I think it's super dope when you got a dude like Aaron Rodgers, a fucking Super Bowl champion. Someone who society would call a man's man. Talking <laughs> about, I'm a changing toy. my life. <laughs> He's a fucking clown. That's what he is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, again, I don't fuck with the Packers like that, so right. whatever. <laughs> you know, props for that fool. You know what I'm saying? Go Bills. Hey, do you ever see there being dispensaries for mushrooms like mm. they are for cannabis here in the future? If I had to answer the question right now, gun in my head, I'm going to say no. Never ever? No, bro. There's not going to be a place that sells chocolate bars? You can buy them online. I think that's, that's, that'll be the rule. Like, you could only... Nah, bro. I don't, I don't see people, like, selling psilocybin at Whole Foods. Unless you well, can sell it at Whole Foods. Not that's at it. Like whole, not at, like, a supermarket, but just think of, like, a cigar. Remember, like, back in the days when people smoked cloves? And you would have to go to like the fucking cigar shop. But bro, think about it like this. It's not close. When you was buying cigars and, and tobacco and alcohol, that shit was designed to keep you in the trap, right? It was like whether they were trying to do it or not. Yes, fucking every, that shit was addictive for a reason. If you're this giving really people psychedelics, yeah, half of those people, you know, yeah, they'll have like a trip or whatever. But like another half of those people will have a fucking spiritual awakening and wake up to shit and that's not too good for you know i feel like the people who you know run the world so they don't want the world to have i guess weed is crazy enough bro like i know people who used to fucking (sighs) hound me for smelling like weed coming into the house and now exactly those people like smoke weed on their way to work type shit i'm like wow i remember those days and then changed my life. I remember like how my whole ass thought process changed. So like you give the world ten years on psychedelics, holy shit, we're gonna have a different planet. You're gonna have guys building more spaceships in their backyards and <laughs> it's gonna be on, huh? Yeah. All these Instagram girls with like the, the horoscopes and shits were you know what I mean? I guess <laughs> start collecting moon water and um they're gonna be they're gonna wake up to all their shit, bro. So yeah. For the people in charge, I don't think that's a great idea. That's the only thing that scares me. What's your go-to psychedelic? Do you have one? Weed. Weed? Yeah, we don't give weed its props enough. Weed is definitely a psychedelic. It changes your your thought process and, like, you know what I mean? Close your eyes and go to another place. But, hmm, am I allowed to say DMT on here? Say whatever you want. Ah, man, I remember when I first got into... Real quick, I'll get into it. Go uh, for it. First, got into psychedelics. It was like an acid trip. I was already on some like, we are one, we are collective conscious. You know, I was already on that tip before doing psychedelics, and that's why my homies were like, "Damn, Rube, you never fucking tripped or did anything like that." And I was like, "Nah, I'm Puerto Rican." Um, so then, uh, first acid trip in a hotel room, bought an iPad. And the Apple Pencil that day was when they first released them. It was oh, like back shit. in 2016. It was on. Yeah, bro. I ate two tabs of acid, a Chiba Hut sandwich, and I was in the Brown Palace. And I fucking tripped all night long. Took my tabs at 7, stayed up till 7 a.m., took a shower, drew. The only conversation that changed in my head was like I was nicer to myself. So I like believed in my art. So like literally I sketched for years, bro. And it was the night I did 
Like did the same thing, just did it on acid. And um how was the difference? What was the difference? Yeah. Um nothing, just my state of mind, bro. Just like I, I broke a mental barrier. A lot of people without even knowing it, like you're speaking to yourself the way uh, motherfucker spoke to you when you were a kid. Why that's why you're so angry. That's why you're so like you know, like you you're still doubtful and trapped because you're waiting for that permission and that permission's gotta come from somewhere. Um, and a lot of us don't know how to give ourselves that permission or be that voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what psychedelics does. It allows you to um, really dissect all those voices in your mind. Um, and, uh, you know, sort of change, change the conversation. That's why mushrooms is important. Because right. mushrooms is natural, wasn't made in the lab, but... You know, with the dose, whether you're tripping balls or you're microdosing, it definitely allows you that time to, like, be in your head. Um, you don't want to be in your head too much, but, like, if you're using it as a skill, right? Um, we said it in the beginning of this podcast, too much of anything is bad for you. Correct. Moderation. So, like, for me now when I use psychedelics, I've rarely ever used psychedelics to get fucked up. And if you do, that's you, whatever. Um, but me personally, when I use psychedelics, um, I think about it the way my ancestors did. Um, you know, like natives, we fucking ate mushrooms, smoked peyote, and did ayahuasca and all that shit. And like, that's where the stories came from. Dragons are dinosaur bones, people. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but um, being able to have like a spiritual practice with it and an intention, uh, that's why I say DMTs, because just like for me, um, it's not something I need often. It's something right, I can like, every I can touch once every blue moon. Um, and even microdose it. I don't even, you know, blast off or whatever. So, so I've kind of heard of DMT and I've kind of know a little bit. Can you explain a little bit about it though? Or oh like, man, hey Robert, you want to put on a headset? <laughs> I mean, what's, yeah, is yeah. it something? Because, like you said, when you take some acid, that's just hitting yeah. you up till eight. Yeah, more. acid is crazy, man. Obviously, like I've had a twenty-two hour acid trip in San Francisco. That was amazing. Um, um, I've actually had some acid off of Hayden Ashbury. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like doing acid in San Francisco is a thing. That's like, yeah. You know, shout out is. Grateful Dead. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, but when it comes to and also I feel like when you're on acid, it's like a roller coaster, right? You're just like you hit the peak and then you come down. Whereas mushrooms is just like a wave. Just quick. It washes over you, like you coming in and out of it. Your peak for me at least. But when it happens, the DMT. That shit, you're there and back, baby. Like, um, it's nothing to fuck around with. And, like, I got family members and cousins and shit who are like, yo, Rue, put me down. No, absolutely not. Um, (laughs) You're casually. I'm not going to have your crazy ass. Absolutely not. You're casually dying, dude. I don't know what you're going to see. I don't know what's locked inside of you type shit. Um, A lot of people who've done DMT, like, we've seen a lot of the same things. Um, I remember my first DMT trip. I was now, re- real quick. What's how up? long does this last? Is this like a minute? About fifteen. Fifteen minutes. About fifteen minutes, man, and that's kind of spot on for like every single time I've done it. Um, and depending on like if you like, some people blast off, some people don't. Um, I've definitely blasted off a couple times in my life. Um, all the other times, uh, I. Man, the veil is pulled back. So just like imagine just standing in your shower and then pulling back the curtain. And then, I don't know, it's like things you've never fucked that, the shit behind you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just things that are instinctual to you. It's, it's a dream, essentially. And like, for me, um, 
people don't know this. Uh, when I was eight years old, my heart stopped for eight minutes. I had to go under anesthesia. Oh, like, shit. They had to fucking shock me to awake and stuff. And um, the first time I was on DMT was, that was the first time I've ever felt like I was that eight-year-old kid again. Like right. I felt a connection to him um, because it was so, f I don't want to say familiar, um, but it was like, a, all right, yeah, I know these are things that you know. So like, a lot of people, at least that I've talked to, including myself, um, I'm like looking for answers or some shit. Most of us, when we're on psychedelics, uh, when I came back for my first time blasting off ever, bro, I, I was content. It's like, okay, cool. Well, I don't, I don't need any answers. We know it all. It's all, it's all there. Um, and really, like, if you're, if you're holding on to some shit right now, you probably shouldn't do it. You need to be prepared to accept the fact that this reality isn't real like none of this shit is outside of a dream like this shit is just as much as a dream as when you go to sleep and wake up so do you think we're in the matrix oh god yes this is the conversation i'm trying to have bro we can talk <laughs> art whenever but this is the shit that i'm talking about every right. day <laughs> yes sir have you ever seen anything that's kind of like kind of some glitchy ass shit or some shit that you couldn't explain that you're like what the fuck so, that made you on drugs, yeah, cool, you know, easy, and then you can blame the drugs. But when it happens in real life, exactly, that's, that's the shit where I freak about. out. And um, yeah, it can be like, oh, manifestation and parking spots. Not what I mean right now. Um, but being able to see, like, watch matter move, watch real life shift to like your conversation or your awareness. Um, I totally accept and agree that we run off some sort of algorithm, right? Um, one, it's a collective conscious. And it's if, if it's a collective conscious and every religion is like pointing us back to like one ultimate omnipresent being and shit, um, then what is that? That's a fucking program or, you know, some dude in a video game. <laughs> um, have you ever seen a Lego movie? Yes. All right. So, so uh, say less. The Lego movie between The Matrix, Lego movie, and Free Guy, Matrix 1. Those are the only three movies that you really need to like, accept reality right now. Uh-huh. Um, in the sense that, like, uh, subatomic particles, they only, um, they are only reactive if they're being observed. You know what that means? Right. Meaning, uh, under a microscope, um, the teeniest, tiniest particles of an atom, right? Um, the ones that you're watching are the only ones that do shit, okay? Meaning... It's like, if does a tree make noise in the forest if no one's there right. to hear it? I hate to sound like a guy on methamphetamines just because I watched the movie <laughs> and he said this. Like, he, he had said something. He's like, if I turn my head right now, Rob doing his thing, right? I can't see him behind me. Is all that shit paused until I turn around? Right, right. Like, and that was what DMT for me sort of fucking freaked me out was because I totally saw my kids. I totally like saw myself le leap. Yeah, like breaking to a billion different triangles, which is crazy because the triangle is the most is the most structurally sound uh, shape in uh, whatever the fuck. In, I don't know the words right now. I'm high, but um. The triangle is supposed to be the strongest and most structurally sound shape. And uh, if you look at, like, any of these, like, 
now me working in video games and virtual reality and stuff mm -hmm. crazy because i'm inside of this headset for like 14 15 hours at a time and when i come out i readjusting and things right but when i'm in there for 30 40 minutes at a time like i fucking forget about everything else i'm completely immersed and at what point you know like i'm about to watch a baby be born right at what point does he start to remember shit about six years old cool but like all right really though what is when you're looking back and digging back in your consciousness like what are you bringing from another life type shit or another program or the last time you played this game and they put you in this cartridge? So, you know. Do you believe that we've all lived other lives? Absolutely. 100%. What are some of your past lives? Do you know? It's crazy that you're asking me this shit. This is the shit. around the way girl, too. <laughs> Bro, nah, this Hello, is... Hello, cool, Jake. Nah. Whoa. What do you know about my life? Did you, <laughs> that, that, did you that, research about me? Nah. My mom dated LL Cool J in high school. They're playing it underneath. Oh, shit. I don't hear it. But my no. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, my but, dad was a dope dealer. We kind of talked about that. Yeah, yeah. He used to rob time. LL. Anyways. Um, <laughs> um But some of my past lives, um, again, I'm going to sound like a crazy person, but... Um, whatever um some of my past lives i definitely believe i was a young ass kid in um in a city um i died young unexpectedly it was an accident like i fell off of something um i see that shit happen all the time um are you afraid of heights i'm not necessarily afraid of heights my biggest fear is speed i'm afraid of going fast like too going too fast i just like I can't. I can't. You ever have it. a crazy ass friend that just loves to drive like a bat out of hell? Like, you know what I mean? Just I'm not friends with those story. people. Just like, you not know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, not hell yeah. A couple people in high school, bro. I used to, man, just. Even now, if the Uber's, if the Uber's doing too much, bro, I will fucking one star you in the backseat. And I will straight up sniff. Hey, I didn't feel safe driving with Gary. <laughs> I can't do speed. Roller coasters are cool, but like, I. Definitely feel like I'm gonna pee on myself. Um, anytime I'm going too fast downhill on anything, I'll well, that's lose first it, bro. Of all, you don't go fast downhill like you no skiing, no sliding. I don't ski. No, I don't do that. I surfed once just to say I was able to do it. Um, but I'm a '90s kid. I love skateboarding. I don't know how to do it. I appreciate the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, fucking literally, I'm born in '88. Like skateboard culture was. Young ass kid, young ass cat. Yeah, man. Young, eighty-eight, bro. I feel like I'm hanging out with a bunch of fools. Like I was born in ninety-five. You, are, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Youngsters, people are young, man. Hell Shit. yeah. But like, um, yeah, dude. Past lives, I, I completely believe in that. My grandmother, um, my my family's from Puerto Rico. They're from the island. Um, so like, they believed in some wild shit. Um, I totally believe in brujeria and all that. So, like, if I meet a girl... So explain what that is. Um, witchcraft, bro. Island witchcraft. Um, don't take that shit lightly. All of this stuff that people be passing back and forth on Instagram. Um, energy is real. Like, leaving your energy open to shit is real. A large part of, you know, me scaling back in my career and being so, like, like a party favor for people. Um, I used to, like, draw and paint live a lot. It helped out my career in the beginning, but it drained me, bro. By the time I got back, it took a couple of years to where I just started to feel like my spirit depleted. And it took years for me to gain that shit back. And now being in a place to where 
Yeah, people can totally send you an energetic bomb from a fucking other side of the world just by thinking about you the wrong way. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, so like, we, um, my grandmother uh, was a scorned Latina at one point in her life. And, uh, you know, she heard some island lady, they talked about my grandfather. So <laughs> that just uh, led to, you know, a lot of my whole family just really talking about curses and all of that shit. Um, so me. I want to say like the older grandmas are into that shit, huh? Bro, yeah, man. That's why they, um, That's why later on in their life they get hella spiritual into fucking Jesus and stuff. Because they're like, oh, God. It's too late for me. <laughs> right, for real. They know they got a their time is ticking, so they gotta be good. Yeah, nah, bro. So like one thing my grandmother always taught me was just like, look, do what you can to help people. You know what I'm saying? Um do no harm. Like don't seek to harm no one. Um and those are like her two big life lessons type shit, despite everything. Um so like again, when it comes to energy, not on some like Instagram shit, but um, yeah, sometimes when people are standoffish, it's not because, like, they don't fuck with you. Sometimes, like, I got nothing to do with you. It's just that person protecting their own peace. And that's not a crime. Shout out Richie Hyro. It's one of the things we talked about. He always says it's not a crime to protect your energy. Um, and that's important, especially, like, painting a wall, like, doing a fucking mural and shit like that. You got a thousand people. To, oh, my God. <sighs> You're getting paid to do that? Oh, let's do... Oh, you must be doing that for a long time. Can you write my name on the wall? Is this legal? <laughs> like, all the stupid questions and stupid shit. Stupid shit, right? Yeah, and, like, it's okay to engage with folks, but, like, overindulging in that shit can, like, you got to fill your own cup or you got to leave Sometimes some juice for you. you. On the AirPods, bro. Bro, I put on a big fat headphones that don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> and they still come Pods. up. <laughs> yeah, bro, they tap you on the shoulder the and shit. Dr. Drace and they I still hate come it. up to you. Super hate it, man. But, um, yeah, it's just... That's crazy. It's crazy. This is the shit we're talking about. It's the shit I can talk about. Yeah, man. Have you ever seen any kind of like, how do I say, like, out of this world shit? Like supernatural stuff? Yeah. Um, no, I can't sit here and tell you I've seen ghosts and shit. I just, I don't think I allow, like, allow that access to my energy type shit. I don't want to see that type of stuff. Uh, Are funny. you afraid of ghosts? Won't allow that access to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid. Are you afraid of clowns? No. Oh God. Yeah, I'm afraid of clown ass motherfuckers. Not playing. <laughs> Not for real. Yeah, you know, I'm being afraid of being caught around a clown ass motherfucker. Not playing. Um, but ghosts and stuff. Um, I believe in like low vibration, mm -hmm. like low vibrational entities or whatever, um, and spirits who are like who can inhabit folks and shit. Um, yeah, all that shit is real, and that's why it's important to truly maintain presence of like your fucking like your guard, your your golden bubble and stuff like that. Because if not, you wake up with anxiety in the morning. You don't know who's coming from. It could be coming from your ex, right. <laughs> shooting you hatred in the morning. So giving you that bad juju, right? Yeah, straight up. So like, if you're not present of like your aura and all that shit, I don't know the, the spiritual terms. I'm not a shaman or anything. Mm -hmm. I just know it works for me. Um, what like keeps me sane and shit. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, when it comes to quote unquote ghosts, I, I, I believe in energies and spirits. Again, we're like that shit definitely can transfer, you know, like sex. You can't just be out here fucking all wild. Trust me. I almost ruined my life. <laughs> believe me. It's a great time as a rock star. No, I'm playing. 
Um, but when that shit starts getting intertwined and fucking truly, man, yeah. like you know, when you're not when you're not being emotionally responsible, when you're not like reciprocating energy, you're absorbing other people's energy and then passing it on, dude. Like and that bad energy, yeah, know, cool. Of the time. It's cool in the movies and on the songs, and it's just like I fuck a thousand bitches, but like, like at the end of the day, how are you really depleting your fucking spirit? And then how are you depleting someone else's? And like, what is that in long term? Because everyone's taking a little piece. Yeah. When you're giving pieces away and shit and you're absorbing other people. And now like, yeah, it's easy to feel like an incomplete person. <laughs> Duh. Like your like puzzle some, pieces don't even match, bro. It says like some bad drugs. Yeah. Truly. Like a bag of bullshit. Like yeah. just like. Yeah. So like, I mean, I don't want to be super vulgar, but like, never mind. Like say, say it. Say it. Say what you got to say. <sighs> Sometimes good pussy is not worth the bad energy. Oh, I said it. So it's just, no. it's just a lesson. It's just, I don't know. I'm a father of sons and daughters. So it's just like being brutally honest. Um, I feel like a large part of our generation, uh, we were raised by people. Like I'm 30 now and I'm realizing like nurses and like all the people in charge of your teachers and, and like right. those people were fucking 30, right? Like yelling at you as a kid, but also having to go home and pay taxes and deal with their cheating spouse. So like <laughs> me 30 now, understanding like, holy shit, these young people, like any young person I come in contact with, they look at me as like a person who's in charge of like doing things. Like I stimulate the economy. Like I move a car in traffic and all that shit. Um, so your perception is hella important. So um, even this past year, 2020, 2022, not not like my best year in my personal life. I lost a lot of people um, when it came to like uh, death in my family, in my personal life. Sorry to hear that, man. You know, thank you. But, um, I also lost a lot of like uh, interpersonal relationships and friendships uh, based off of like my behavior in my own life. And whether I feel like it's, you know, that homie's fucking responsibility to judge me or whatever. Um, it's totally up to that person though. And like, um, bro, I've seen people who you like, you help come up and put on, yeah. just like flip on you and just straight up disappear type shit. And um, I don't know, you just. It's on to the bigger and the better, bro. And that's right, what's sad about it because we don't think it's like that. Truly, man. And just like oh. having other focuses and just, you know, obviously. Um, we all got to grow up and you know, all that, that shit. And that's like why my focus um, has sort of shifted, you know, to like, damn, I, I had a whole ass family and a whole ass life before any of this art shit. Right. So. But it's like we're trying to like we, we're talking where you're trying to think of the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And for the bigger picture, you need a team. And you start off cool and you start working together. Mm. But as soon as one catches their own little lane mm -hmm. it's off you know what i mean and then you got to replace that bro and then it's like not even like someone that's in the mix that knows what's going on but someone that you got to show all over again and you're like fuck i hope the same shit doesn't happen this time so then by the time that goes around a couple times that person's gone and then somebody else is gone because they've caught a little niche off of what's going on the whole dude production and you know what I mean? Then Trust you're left me. there like trying to fucking patch I know exactly up. what you mean, man. Um, I, be, I for the majority, I roll with a lot of the same people I have since day one. Um, I, a 
love that. Like some of my friends in my life I've had for 15, 20 years. Right. 12, 5, like, if I, if I, you know, if you fuck with me, you stuck with me type shit. Right. Um, that's the way I like to roll. But like, like you're but saying. That's not the newer, the newer. That's not the young the generation. Newer, I don't want to say younger generation, newer generation. But that's not how the new people do it. Yeah, it's just like the, how off, society works now. To the next. I don't want to say young generation that lab, mislabels people, but like it's definitely the way society has shifted. The way we scroll up and down our feeds is the way people scroll through relationships and they scroll through mm -hmm. um, network. Exactly. And it, it sucks. I've seen artists and people fucking ruin their names and their relationships over, over weed in a shit. fucking couple hundred dollars, bro. And my thing is like, yo, how how is that sustainable? How are you building any sort of loyalty? Like, I've been rocking with this dude for fucking four years now, and this past this past few months, we finally came up on like what our fire ass idea was. And like, you're right, you do see people. I've had hella cameramen come around me, and like get a taste of the fucking life, and or get a taste of the struggle, because it's not all funsies. Like Instagram shows you what you want, but like. Bro, it's it's all very real. I'm still on the phone arguing with my ex-wife, <laughs> like, missing my kids, or fucking like I gotta pay bills and I'm late on shit, and like it's all very real. But it's just like who's going to fucking foot that struggle with you mm -hmm. and and keep it moving to the other end? Because like even when we do have the big payday, you get the fucking fifty thousand dollar checks. Okay, cool. Well, fifty thousand dollars don't last forever. Nope. And then you got to split it however many ways. Yeah, you got to take care of the team. Like it's just, if you can't link with somebody who's got the same mindset as you, like you can't teach your mindset. You can't convince that to somebody. And I think, um, like I've definitely experienced that. Mm -hmm. um, loss of relationships when it comes to like business partners or, or friends or like even people who you've um, came up with in the sense of like. Yeah, everybody's got to go off and do their own thing. That's fine. But also, you you can't drag people and you can't push people, right? You got to like, gotta fucking... If, Put up with the bullshit. Right, RuPaul says it the best. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? But if your shit's fucked up, you can't help anybody else either. You know what I mean? So, it's just, uh, it's just where I've been. It's just like outside of art and business, fuck that. Like, I really need to get my... That's what I've been focusing on. It's just like... Uh, where was my family time? Where was my work-life balance? Like, where where are my vices? Do I drink too much? Do I smoke too much? Am I like uh, it, too promiscuous? Like, what are what are my distractions? Like, how can I fucking be better? Damn, I don't walk enough. I don't even breathe enough. I should probably focus on deeper breaths and like mm. eat breakfast. So all of that shit has led into just me having doper opportunities in life and shit because. You know, I'm working on a TV show. I won't tell you with who, but right. I will tell you it's a kids TV show. And like having that opportunity to even pitch that shit to a network, you know, is uh, people's dreams, bro. For real, man. Like, cool. It could be luck, but for me, I'm personally going to tie that to the energy that I set forward and that intent. That like, all right, cool. I'm gonna take care of myself in the smallest ways. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get myself a new whip. I'm gonna fucking pay my rent out a few months. I'm gonna. Um, Spend more time with this family member. I'm gonna call my mom. Like small things, right? right small steps. Yeah, man. It's just like um, they lead to bigger waves. So that's just where I'm at in life, man. Um, I see you pushing the VR shit over here, bro. What? <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, let's all talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about video games, man. What's 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 your video game incorporator? Yes. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, I've been working with a crypto company called Ripple XRP. Shoot it at Google. Um, your head will spin. Um, but they had a creator grant fund last year of like 250 mil, and uh, damn. I I write proposals pretty nicely, so um. One opportunity leads to another, and like I could totally spin off into how that happened, but um, just again keeping good network. Um, I ended up like getting funding to uh, access this uh, Google program. So Google released the licensing um, for their program Tilt Brush. I was able to work with some developers and reprogram that as Rube VR. So. Um, I own a video game that you can paint inside of virtual reality 360. You're the paintbrush. So whether you want to be the, the fucking marker or the, the oil pen, um, you know, you can paint a whole ass canvas. And instead of looking at it 2D, you're actually inside of the canvas walking around. Um, if you want to try it out, bro, I'll, fucking, I'll, I'll let you hop in. For sure. Sounds crazy. It's man. insane. So uh, what I ended up doing with that, though, was taking... Um, you know, all those brushes and things like that and building virtual worlds so that you could like walk around and explore and hide shit in. Right. Um, so knowing that like, I don't know, 10,000 people who want to download my app, like I'm not making a million dollars off this, um, figured out how to hustle my network um, and started to introduce virtual reality um, immersive experiences to cannabis. So like letting these weed companies come build a whole ass VR world mm-hmm. um, and then letting their customers fly around and, you know, explore it and shit and, you know, use it as creative marketing and stuff. I just gave away my sauce online, but that's fine. Y'all can't catch up at this point. So it's basically like a, so like a basically just like a world where you kind of just see like all kinds of different stuff or? Yeah, bro. So just um imagine like having a really trippy experience for your favorite weed brand, right? Uh-huh. So like the, you know, let's take MPEX art and you can go into that box. What would that look like? What would that sound like? What would it feel like? Mm-hmm. Uh, go into like a box of Tikal. Um, Tikal. Not Tikal. Tikal. Yeah, Tikal. Yeah, right, exactly. Because the song, everybody you talk to in weed, I was like, Tikal. And I'm like, Did y'all they don't. say it the wrong way? Bro, it, I cringe because I'm like, y'all don't listen to hip hop. That's okay. (laughs) I love Method Man. I was like, that's on you, bro. You gotta let these motherfuckers know how to say your shit right. You can't be saying it wrong. Let these stars align, bro. I got, I got, I got some stuff for Meth Man. I I actually got a a mean ass VR world um, that I cooked up for Takao. It was pretty fire. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, so you know what that kind of reminds me of, real quick. Do you ever remember Dave Chappelle? Yes. When Absolutely. he does like the little skit with Redman and he's yep. inside the toilet on the fucking jet yeah, ski. Yeah, the, the jet bench. ski. And like, there's some corn right there. Some like, rocket pads. Yeah, and, and, you know what I mean? So you're actually going into the fucking, you know what I mean? If your period is dropping, we catching it. Blow. <laughs> <laughs> we catching it. I'm Dang Dash. We'll see. <laughs> that shit's too funny. Yeah, I watch the Chappelle show too often, so, bro, I got them all. That's what that shit kind of sounds like to me. To yeah. me. But yeah, no, um, the VR shit is definitely where um, I kind of shifted my focus um, into technology. Like, how am I taking technology, my art, my network, and the things I want to do? I'm a father. I'm a veteran. Mm -hmm. I'm a graffiti painter. 
Um, so like being able to use all of these things and service different communities outside of just like smoking weed and being cool at parties on Instagram. Like how do you really use everything that, you know, we've been talking about for years type right. shit. And like, <clears throat> what's the next step? So if the next step is like a children's show, cool. If the next step is veteran rehab with these programs, cool. If um, the next step is me bringing immersive experiences and initiating these artist collaborations within cannabis like i mean other people can try to do it cool you might be successful but i also know i'm going to be extremely successful so go ahead and get your bag but um kind of shifting i've always said it to the people closest to sick of hearing this but shifting more so like quincy jones role of shit let me set up plays let me be in the background like watch legendary shit happen by watching you know excellent people do things so that's what i was gonna say could you do something like a vr like concert absolutely dog. like if you had say wu-tang done and they did 10 different concerts easy and you have your vr and just done you get in there and get to see the concert Bro. like you're at it like fucking not there one of these days i'll show you like after we're done developing the shit that we're done developing um We'll do like a visual podcast and I'll, I'll put you on all the shit that I'm building right now. Um, can't say too much just because like NDAs. Um, you want people stealing your shit? Cause oh, absolutely the, not. Motherfuckers will steal your shit, I'm going to be stupid rich and niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like motherfuckers who are hate on me now, just like, just fine. You're like going to like have to borrow money from me eventually. So <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I'm very petty, so I'll lend it to you too. I won't even ask for it back. Funny. <laughs> Well, shit, man. What kind of shit you got? What kind of shit you got going on in like the next couple months? What kind of shit? Where do you uh, see you go? Man, um, I'm supposed to be doing an activation for South by Southwest. Like, I'm trying not to be caught in the thick of it. Um, I got a new. Um, if you go down there, you need to let me know. Okay, I seriously will. I'm um trying to set some stuff up for some Colorado people over there. Yeah. Um, the people at Austin Night Cannabis Company. If you're ever in Austin, just bang their line. Tell them Ruth sent you. They'll take care of you. Um. But being able to like have full access to a venue and full access to weed in Texas, nice. in Austin, Texas, like that's again using your network the way you know to your advantage and to other people's advantage type shit. So making sure everybody wins, boom. Um, shit, I'm gonna open this dispensary. That's gonna be cool. Is that um, here in town or what? Yeah, that's off of I-70 in Colorado, Spark. Okay, it's like the creative director. So really, um. My involvement there is just just that. Like, I kind of liaison the artists, make sure they're getting paid, make sure, like, their art makes sense with what we're doing. Um, I had a chance to, like, talk to a few brands, um, quite a few brands, and just, like, sort of have them support the mission. Um, And, like, as my proof of concept, like, cool, all of the cool art that I'm going to do, I'm going to... Uh, use your brand to be you know the statue or to be the VR world and stuff you like that you need to teach a motherfucking class well what's up bro you know what I'm saying uh-huh. someday I'll, you'll be talking to, Pre- to Professor Rube um, absolutely I later on in my life I see myself doing that I want to teach I've always wanted to teach but I'm gonna start elementary school but someday I want to teach you know motherfuckers how to get paid and like pay themselves and be smart about it it's so. important part, especially nowadays. There's so much way. Yeah, man. Anyway, I was watching um a podcast with Adam Twenty Two, and he was saying like some ridiculous numbers, bro. And he's like, "You can make money. You just need the team and the people to put mm-hmm. in the work. And once it gets rolling, like, and he's like, so many things. And I see it. Yeah, I mean, man. I see cats wearing like 
you know, I seen one podcast where the dude was wearing like these jackets that he got. You know what I mean? Right. Plug and shit, plug and shit. Well, seriously, man. You know how much checks I get? Manscaped, I hear. <laughs> I hear Manscaped <laughs> getting Bro, plugged on the podcast. For real. Like, I sat down, I said, dialed in Eureka. Why? Ha. Huh. <laughs> because, like, if I am creating a social viral moment, you know what I mean? Uh, those, that's, that's all a dollar sign. Every wall to me when I walk in the city or walk into a store. That's a, a, that's a check. That's a, a amount of dollars that could be made. So like down to uh, branding yourself, right? As an artist, as somebody who's like really trying to get themselves on or whatever, like you got to go all the fucking way. You can't just be cute on Instagram or and do reels and shit. I don't fucking touch reels or whatever. Right. I look at my Instagram. I barely post, but that does not stop my my bag, my check flow coming in because like the end of the day, that shit's temporal, right? The next craze in social media, the next craze in humanity is coming in. But it's the folks, like, if you're able to, like, gauge that um, and see where you fit in, cool. Instagram, used at one point, yes, that was one part, like, the fucking 99% of what drove my career. I think that's what we all focus on. Right. But like you said, you need to just use it and then just fall back. You need to focus on your long-term interpersonal relationships. Like the fact that I've been working with the same clients for four or five years, still collecting checks. Yeah. Like, that's, those are secrets that I learned from watching other artists who were like, yeah, you keep a good rapport, you keep a good name in the streets. Um, and then you also, you create opportunities for that network. So if I just got paid from you and I'm going to go get paid from him next, I'm going to see, yo, what are you working on? Yo, you should talk to this guy because there's a, there's an idea there. Mm-hmm. And then if that works out, both of y'all are like, hmm, sweet. Like we talked about earlier, the bridge. And we like, yeah. Right, the bridge you go back and forth off of. People so. forget that, though. You know what I mean? Like you said, that shit happens or reciprocates. And when it's time to, like, so then when it's time to reciprocate, it's like, oh. Yeah, nah, bro, you gotta stay solid, man. Like, life is long, and just like we all go through shit, and like we all go through hard shit, and we're not always asking to fucking for the world, Craig. Yeah, like, like you know what I mean? It's not, yeah, everyone, everyone has their own strife and drama, and it's just like, um, if you're able to just dig down and give like that one percent to just that person next to you, or just like reach out, like today, it's hit my homie up, thinking about you. You know, even if uh, you ain't talked to him in a while or you talk to him every day, like that one, that, that small interaction solidifies so much between two people. And um, I feel like a lot of the people who I've interacted with over the years, yeah, I've met some solid people who've changed my life. The majority yeah. of the people I've met, great people. And then you also meet transactional relationships. You know what I'm saying? Nothing wrong with those people, but you also understand those relationships aren't giving me anything like, they're all one way yeah so yeah bro hell yeah hell yeah hey what you been bumping to lately what you been listening to music wise kind of curious okay okay this is a really really good uh question because i got an answer for you um bad bunny okay bad bunny for sure um shout out ice spice like this shit just been it just it comes on and it just it bops But the shit that I like Really listen to And like Gets me through my day Uh 70 Soul Um I have a Spotify station I like Fucking like to listen to Roy Ayers Radio My life My 
life, my life, my life in the sunshine. Nice. Yeah, that era of music. Um, yeah, so when I'm home, that's usually what's playing. Um, I haven't been on a wall, so I haven't needed fucking audio cocaine right. lately. When I do listen to music on a wall, it's something that's like super upbeat. I can't be listening to like hella introspective rap. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We at the bus stop. I can't listen to J. Cole because he make music for dudes who are late for their job at Wendy's. I'm <laughs> <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> cool, cool. Whoa, hey, what's up, man? Sorry, uh, yeah. special guest walked in. Guess we no should problem. wrap up soon. Hey, what are you bad. watching right now? You've been watching, like, you watch TV, you um, watch YouTube, you watching the internet, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So I watch, uh, lately this past week, I've been watching a lot of M. Night Shyamalan films. Just trying to take him in as, as a director. Yeah. Um, like, what are some of his movies, you know? Signs, uh, fucking Split, Unbreakable, Sixth Sense. Okay, I remember Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah. So, like, all those types of movies. Um, all of his movies have a twist. Usually people hate them. Usually I hate them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I like watching thrillers. I like watching mysteries. Um, shit like that. Um when it comes to YouTube and stuff, absolutely conspiracy shit. Conspiracy <laughs> For fun, shit. that's what I draw to. Um, always ancient human history type of stuff. Just trying to learn about uh, the Taino people from Puerto Rico and just like really trying to know as much as I can about my roots lately. So, Hey, what's some shit that you've been seeing in the streets lately has just been kind of pissing you off? As far as like just mobbing around, you see some dumb shit, and then you see you're like, fuck, and then you go around and you see it again, and you're like, fuck, you know what I mean? People with scooters, with kids on the scooter and the, and the mom, you're <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> so the mom, with the kid on the scooter. Yes, absolutely. And are we talking about like a kid like riding with her, or like a kid in the back? No, like okay, so one <laughs> recently I saw a person at a mall with a kid on a leash. <laughs> that yeah, was crazy. Too, that still doing, happens. That's doing wild. Too much, doing too much. Um, so that pisses me off. You know, really grinds my gears. That's what this reminds me of. <laughs> 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 Just complaining about shit. I got a lot of these. Um, fuck. What else? <sighs> okay. Oh yeah. Yo, hey, don't hate on YouTube University. I, I don't hate on YouTube no, University. No, I said that's what we've been yeah, that's just like what we've been doing. Yeah, YouTube University been changing my life, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm no, the smartest person in the world because of that shit. But um I don't know, snow, bro. I just hate snow. I hate looking at it. I hate tasting it. I hate feeling it on my skin. It's just uh I I like snow. Do you when not like snow cones? <laughs> no, nah, like bro. Blue raspberry. That's the Bro, that is the biggest hustle in the world. I'm paying you for a cup of ice that you squirted. Uh, water. You, you, you give me a cup of water that you squirted sugar into. Squirt, squirt, yeah. So I'm paying you for diabetes. Like that's like not even delicious you gotta, juice. You gotta say like that. <sighs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Fine, fine. Hey, so being that you've been traveling a lot, what's kind of you ever you ever seen any crazy shit in the airport? Some wild ass shit that makes you like, what the fuck? Or some double take shit. Yeah, that's why I don't fly Frontier ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I will not fly Frontier. Will not? Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, quick Frontier story. Two times in my life, I've been on the Frontier plane, went through the whole thing, gave my ticket, sat down. The lady did the Macarena when she's giving us mm-hmm. the first aid thing. And then um, the pilot was like, okay, everybody get off. And then they're like, this flight has been canceled. So 
That is probably one of the most frustrating, crazy shits that I've yeah, sat any, in. Any reasons? Um, My shit's always kind of, knock on wood, I've kind of, you know, fly with them the cheaper way. And yeah. Never any problems. See, no, nah, for me, it's just like a, the, the one pilot was just like, um, I don't feel safe flying this plane. We were like, what the fuck? Right. The other pilots were like, ooh, we've hit our 12-hour mark. We can't fly anymore. And... That's never happened to me. It so happened. you guys are in the air, right? No, no, no. We oh. were about to taxi and leave. I got And they like re-taxied, fucking put us away, and like made everybody get off. And like everybody had to cancel a flight. But in the airport, I smoke a lot of weed. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so, all the way up to the point of drop-off. Yeah, but I mean, what? You gonna hit the family bathroom? Bro? You know what I'm saying? Just the plug, bro. Um, I eat a lot of edibles. I like to get airport drunk and people watch. It's just my favorite thing to do. Um... I like to make up stories about people in my mind. Like this guy, like think of like, what is this person going to do or where do they come from or how many things they shoplifted that day? (laughs) Um, You ever play the game where you put on like the TV or YouTube, whatever, and everyone takes a voice? All day. Sometimes I'm all the voices. It's literally why I want to do an animated section of this TV show I'm doing so I can do voices. I'm not going to do any of them for you right now. Y'all can't pay me enough. But I got some shit in the tuck. Yeah, been working <laughs> on, huh? Oh yeah, bro. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, what's your favorite kind of food you've been grubbing on lately, bro? Some shit where you just been like, damn. And you know what sucks is because whenever you eat something bomb, and you try to go get it again like the next day, it ain't even halfway near as good, bro. Easy answer: quesadilla, agua de piña. Every single time, that's all I need. Every time. Those two things. It's an easy answer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, shit, man. You got you got any kind of final thoughts? Any things you want to let the people know before we? Um, shout out Nice. He's my favorite graffiti writer ever to have ever walked the face of this planet. He just walked in this building. <laughs> His hair is long this time, so it's like a little more luxurious since the last time I seen him. You look great, bro. Nah, um, just uh, shout out everybody getting it, bro. Everybody's still getting up. Everybody's still fucking uh, keeping the culture alive and, like, risking it for fucking, you know, just Graffiti, just to do it. Graffiti's definitely alive in the city. Hell yeah, man. Um, you know, Tusk, Tense, Nice. Um, some folks that I fucking met out in Cali just uh, painting a water park out there. Uh, Dask Mimi. I uh, got a chance to meet Alloy, which was lit. Um, so just this past year, stepping away from like walls and shit and just being able to absorb it as a fan is something I'm super grateful for because like it like reignited my love when it was kind of getting saturated in yeah, the city. So you're burnt on it, huh? <sighs> you're tired, like you said, of the people coming up to you and asking you about the fucking wall. And yeah, but like I wasn't doing the type everything. of shit I wanted to do, which was just sometimes I like to get drunk, get on a city bike, and hit tags. Right. Shit, like, but um, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, it's a different ball game when you like said that image is kind of yeah, you know yeah. has to go along. Yep, totally, and it's just like being able to balance that and truly grasp what you want is uh, you got to give up some shit. So that's just where I'm at. Oh yeah, bro, that's dope. Well, shit, man, definitely appreciate you coming on the podcast. Shit, dude, thank you for having us. We will definitely have to have you again and chop it up some more. Yeah, you know, I got some some cool shit coming down, so I'll, yeah. I'll be back. 
There you have it, motherfucking Rubezilla in the building, your boy Joe Thunder. And we're smoking and we're high as a motherfucker over here. Catch us on all platforms. We out of here. Peace. Peace.